0: Welcome to another episode of the SaaScast. Here we have a simple rule, no jargon, no fluff, just bite-sized advice from some of the biggest names in the SaaS world. Patrick, it's great to have you on the show today with us. Uh, before we dive deeper into everything that's interesting and exciting about the platform that uh, you and your team have built, uh, why don't you quickly introduce yourself and, and instead of me introducing the company this time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it off to you uh, just to shake things up a bit. Yeah, sounds
1: great. Thanks for having me on, Jason. Um, so I'm Pat Pru. I am the uh, CTO and a co-founder here at Knack. Um, so NAC is a uh, SaaS platform for enterprise marketing um, professionals to be able to build out their emails and landing pages at scale while keeping everything on brand and compliant.
0: Uh, so that's sort of what we what we do here at NAC. Okay, amazing. And so as I was kind of getting to know you and and uh, and your platform a little bit, I know you're you're focused on on enterprise, um, yeah. and 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 predominantly large enterprises. And, and it's you know you've obviously built this incredible business considering you have clients like Google, Square, and Box using your platform. Like those are our tech uh, titans. Um, so it's an amazing that they're using a Canadian company, a SaaS company uh, to help them solve a really interesting thing that's been on my mind a lot more, which is, you know, the art and science of speed marketing and how rapidly that's kind of changing. And so I guess my my first question to you is you're able to make it up to 95% faster. Uh, and so I think we all agree speed and accuracy is really important in business. But how were you able to pinpoint so early on that it was a problem for companies, uh, or was it maybe something that you involved it evolved into? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of both. Um, so it was something we
1: identified early. But we also had to evolve into what we do now. So we originally were a um, template library for marketers to be able to download templates, have them styled to their brand. And, and send it over to the marketing automation platform. Um, and But even with that, um, all the emails, if there's anything that was kind of not on template, you need to get into the code. And I don't know um, if you've ever kind of played with email, yeah. HTML and email coding, um, it's a huge pain. There's a very yeah. small number of people who are really good at it. And just the, the amount of testing, the back and forth, things that could go wrong are huge. So it can take forever to kind of get an email from sort of an idea to kind of the end state where it's been approved and can be sent. And especially at the enterprise level where you have very strict branding, very strict compliance, it, it makes things really, really slow. And uh, our CEO owned a um, marketing agency that worked with a lot of these large companies. And so he saw firsthand kind of how slow it, it, it was for them and mm-hmm. being able to have a no code platform, um, to be able to to deal with all those little changes um, and making sure it's on-brand and compliant just kind of speeds up that whole process, right? And gets like the coding out of there, which is where a lot of the, the slowdowns happen.
0: And so I can imagine for like an enterprise, it's really putting the power back into the marketing team and enabling them to move faster because, again, it's not creating these support tickets, requesting a, a minor change that might take two, three days. They can just go in there, no code required, make the updates and then send it out through whatever platform that they wish to, to send out for their, their email campaigns, which is actually something that uh, got me thinking. So uh, when we were talking before, I learned that, you know, very early on, you guys decided to, to make a really tough decision, which was whether or not to own the ability to send an email uh, through the platform. And so when you kind of told me why, uh, and I don't want to steal, steal your, your thunder. So I'll let, I'll let you share, uh, why you guys made that, that choice. It, it really, uh, left me with the, this, uh, correlation back to what the problem was that you guys were trying to solve and how that's like disseminated into how you're building your company. So yeah. Why don't you share, yeah. uh, share that. Yeah. I think from, from our perspective, there's,
1: um, there are a lot of established established players in the marketing automation platform uh, space. And one thing they had in common was they they were all terrible at enabling them and marketers to be able to build emails and landing pages. Um, and I think from our perspective, we saw that as a really good opportunity for us. And then it also, um, with regards to just risk, right? Having all of their customer lead, lead data and having to have access to that introduces a lot of risk. All the GDPR kind of, um, sending laws and things like that by being just the creation platform—that's not something we need to to deal with on uh, at a risk level. Um, so it really made it easier for us to to kind of get started. And, and um, especially at the enterprise level, the stakes are a lot higher when it comes to um, their level of risk that they're willing to to take. Um, so being able to say, "Hey, we don't have access to any of your customer data. Um, we don't do any of the sending." We just do the creation was a um, kind of a a, a
0: nice um, space for us to be in. Yeah, um, yeah. And I would assume it would like simplify and and obviously speed up the sales process as well, right? Because you're dealing with less technical complexity and and less regulations and uh, and background that you'd probably have to go through as an organization. So uh, what I saw from that was again that the uh, the, the speed of uh, or the theme of speed rather. Uh, and I love that, 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 uh, was seen so early on in, in, uh, in the company's creation. So, um, you know, I guess there's, I often think about what's the correlation between pumping out campaigns faster, uh, and what, like, what's, what's the average ROI that you see, you know, when you apply speed versus, you know, what we're doing today, which might be a little bit slower and more thoughtful. Yeah, I think, one of my kind of
1: favorite examples from one of our clients was a um, very large pharmaceutical company who, um, when COVID hit, wanted to start kind of flagging things and talking to their consumers about COVID. And they weren't able to get their first message or first email out for two whole months. So their first email that mentioned anything about COVID to their kind of customer base was kind of late May 2020. And they... Okay. Obviously, it's kind of like you want to be able to late, yeah, 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 you want to yeah. be able to respond to the market. market's shifting. you want to be able to uh, engage your customers early. And I think um that's a big problem if you have six to eight week turnover on or turnaround on an email, right for, for throughout the whole life cycle. Um, that customer is down now down to like four days. They've gotten emails out from kind of when they decided they needed email to when it was approved and ready for launch down to four days, which lets you be a lot more responsive to what's happening kind of in the market and engaging your customers early in. But it also lets you try different things too, right? I think there's a big piece um, that, um, yeah, you want to be doing a lot more A-B testing. You want to try different Mm -hmm. things. And the quicker you can create new types of emails Um, The more you can try those things and get feedback, that kind of you can use for future emails. Um, So I think you end up with better performance by being able to test different things. And I think so on the return side, I think we've um, seen some really good improvements there. But then just on the investment side for the Mm -hmm. return on investment, just not having to spend two months and QA cycles and all that that reduces the investment as well. So I think the on the ROI front, we see some some really really good. results
0: yeah okay um and so i guess when you're starting to think about like the future need within enterprise you know there's emerging technologies like ai uh that have both like a practical application for your platform for your customers and, and you know everyone's kind of in this this uh let's dabble and try things out phase yeah. uh so how do you see like ai affecting your company um, and then how do you see technology like AR influencing content uh, in these brands that you work with through the uh, the things that your platform does, which is landing pages and emails? Yeah.
1: Yeah. On the AI front, it's, that's something we're um, kind of diving headfirst into. Um, we also were taking maybe a bit more of uh, the Apple approach of like, let's, See how things go a little bit to make sure what, what we release is something of uh, high value. So, there's a lot of people who are releasing AI things um, and some very cool stuff. But I think, in terms of the actual value that a lot of that AI um, functionality is providing, is somewhat limited. And I think, especially at the enterprise level, where there's a lot more compliance, there's a lot more, more uh, brand guidelines um, and things like that. Um, We wanted to take a bit more of a thoughtful approach. So we're, we've done a few proof of concepts. We're just talking to our customers. We're looking to partner with some of our customers um, to really make sure that what we are kind of developing there isn't just kind of fluff that kind of might look cool, but doesn't really help the marketer. Um, But we are, we have a kind of a two-year vision um, and we're currently in talks with the, the IRAP program for um government of canada to really uh, invest in kind of ai for NAC. uh so it's yeah so it's something we're taking very seriously i think there's there's a lot that can be done there especially when it comes to be able to you know, kind of guide people and, and help them optimize their emails and nudge them in the right direction um in terms of like just turnaround time as well right if you if you can generate kind of 90 percent of it Based on kind of best practices and what's shown really good success, um, I think that would provide a lot of value for for our customers and, and um, yeah. So it's something really we're really excited about on the AR front. To be honest, we haven't done too much thinking there. Um, yeah, I think at, at this stage, yeah, we're we're still I have like in, in a bit more of a traditional like uh, campaigns, emails, landing page, we've talked about ads a little bit like white papers and things like that. There, there are other areas within marketing campaigns that we could get into right now. Um, I think being in the enterprise space as well, um, you often see like w- once you start seeing things gain some traction, um, at the, yeah the smaller, that size, like yeah. that yeah, smaller size, then, then that might kind of, peak our interest a little bit more. Um, but right now it's not something we've, we've put a, a ton of thought into.
0: Okay. And so landing pages and emails, that's like, uh, a, a part of the, the marketers, uh, recipe for, for driving, uh, early awareness and, and uh, through demand generation campaigns. And so, you know, like I, I've been thinking a lot lately, there's so much noise on, on a lot of these things, like let's, let's forget email. Cause we all complain about that, but but even on LinkedIn now, right? Like you really have to do something incredibly unique uh, or special to stand out. And then, you know, moreover, it it's, you know, up to, I think, 10 times now that you need to do that in order for them to remember, uh, remember you. So I get why speed's an important, but I think the thing that we're all still trying to figure out, uh, you know, more on like, the, let's focus the, this question on like the enterprise B2B side. Maybe let's think about, companies like us right um what advice do you have to like get through that noise and that clutter like you guys have built an incredible company your your customers are are amazing they're big brands um yeah i think the the way that we look
1: at it um from from our kind of emails and landing pages our campaigns internally kind of at act um is i think if we engage with our customers and and our customers love our platform and love what we're doing and we provide valuable insights and thought leadership into kind of the marketing space, people will want to read those emails. People will want to um, go to our webinars, so engage with our, our content. So I think it's it's one of those things where if you're just sending emails to try to um, sell what you're selling and you're not providing actual value with it, Um People are just gonna put you on ignore, right? Um, but I definitely you just even personally, I get I get a ton of emails. I get um people trying to sell me things all the time, but I do have like some of the products that I use, um, that I love using, that I'm invested in. Uh, I definitely do keep those newsletters and 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 those emails in my inbox and I read them and I take the time to go through them because this is something that impacts my job. So I think that's Kind of how we look at it is if you're providing really good content that people engage with that provide value to people, it's going to stay relevant, right? And I think email is one of the only um, mediums where you can still directly um, reach somebody, right? Whereas like LinkedIn, you put it out there, you know, if they're following you, they'll see it. Um, Landing page, if they happen to go to the page, they'll see it. But email, you can tailor it directly. And, you know, this person is getting that email, so it's it it's a bit of an interesting medium in that, in that respect. Um, and I think when we get to personalization and things like things like that, um, there's a really good opportunity there um, for email to to be a differentiator.
0: Yeah, I think uh, AI is going to help marketers uh, solve the conundrum that a lot of them are struggling with right now, which is you know digital marketing has gotten increasingly more noisy uh and uh our lives have gotten increasingly more back to normal and even more so busy so uh if content is the key like you're saying it is to hook me in and keep me there and and you know i think content's the key to get me to know that you exist but uh-huh. during that engagement phase i think there's a lot of opportunity for ai to start helping marketers build the uh the brand connection uh with these prospects in, uh, in intimate ways where, again, it makes it feel like it's just for me. It's more personalized. Uh-huh. Like we, we think about the experience we get on Amazon, for example, it's, they know us very well, right? Like, uh, and the better, and, and look at how big they are, right? So, uh, you know, just to close things off, two final things. Uh, do you Do you have any books that could help companies like us Uh, Uh understand, you know, one speed marketing or, or two, like how to win and demand generation things like landing pages, emails, LinkedIn, like those types of things, or even blogs uh, that you, that you like.
1: Yeah. I'd say. hmm. From, from a demand gen perspective and, and, uh, marketing it's a little less my field I'd yeah. say like from a from so I'm more on the building a product yeah, sure um so I think one of the kind of key books for me early on was inspired by Marty Kagan okay. um, and just yeah I think that was because as someone building a product so yep. being able to work um really closely with your your customers to understand what they want and providing value to them I thought that to me that was a a bit of a game changer coming from an engineering background, mm-hmm. um, to, to really understand the process to make sure that we're building a product that provides value and that, um, people will love versus just kind of pumping out features that we think they'll, they'll want. Um, yeah. And unfortunately on the kind of, yeah, marketing demand gen side, I don't have any books that kind of stand out to me, uh, that, that might be helpful for, for marketers. Okay. No,
0: that, that's totally fine. Um, you know, I, I always say like a good resource uh, if there aren't a lot of like thought leaders yet that are, are really painting what the future might look like and, and how companies like us can win through demand generation in this new digital age that's moving at lightning speed. It's always good to look at those companies that are clearly winning, that are doing that well. Uh, you have many of them. So I guess uh, for our listeners, if they want to learn more about your company, uh, and how you can give them an unfair advantage over their competitors which is speed and accuracy where can they find out more about your company
1: yeah so you can reach us at nax.com that's our our website you can also reach out directly to me uh yeah send me a, a request on on linkedin okay. um, and uh yeah always happy to to chat whether it's um about how we can help from from NAC's perspective and how what we what we do but also just in terms of um building products and, and if, you, if somebody's in SaaS and trying in the same space, trying to get ideas on on how, um, what what kind of strategies might work and how we've done it, I'm always happy to, to talk through that stuff as well.
0: Amazing. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Uh, it was great chatting about something that, that's been on my mind uh, uh, for quite some time and getting your thoughts and perspective on it. Congrats on all your 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 success! That you guys have been having. I can't wait to see how you're going to apply AI uh, to really personalize these experiences and, and make the content truly stand out and be unique. Um, all the best uh, for the rest of the year, and we can't wait to see what you cook up next year. Thanks so much for having me on, Jason. It's been great chatting.